0: We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Good evening, everyone. Um, So one note before we get into kind of our our main uh, theme tonight, that second reading I don't know if you guys listen closely. St. Paul, the second reading, is usually a little bit harder to follow. Uh, Paul is famous for run-on sentences. Some of his sentences literally last an entire page. Uh, but anyway, tonight, it's very simple. His uh, The second reading was just his introduction to his letter to the Corinthian church. And I always like pointing this out. Paul, when he writes... Uh, And when we read scripture, we're opening up somebody else's mail. That's what we're doing. So he wrote this letter to the church in Corinth. And if I was going to write to another church, I would be like, dear chumps at all souls. Right? Something like that. Or just dear all souls church. Something something simple like that. And I just want to point out, Paul, the way he writes is full of meaning. He doesn't say to the Corinthian church, or he doesn't say to the Christians in Corinth. Paul says, to the church of God that is in Corinth. And as simple as that is, it really matters. There's a tendency sometimes among human beings that we want to say that it's our church, and there's there's something true about that. But really, the church, first and foremost, is God's church, right? The church of God that happens to be in Corinth. This is why Catholics don't vote on what we believe, right? This is why we don't believe we can change the teachings of Jesus Christ, because it's not primarily our church. It's God's. And that's so cool. Wouldn't you love it if that was it? You're not so lucky. Okay, tonight I want to talk to you about, about the spirit of things. And I want to talk about living in, in the spirit. We've all met, haven't we? Like, There's different people who are kind of mechanical. There's people who, they may be following the letter of the law, but they're missing the spirit. There's a, there's a famous, my first, I think it was my first CD. I, I have like this weird memory where I can't remember of my first CD. It was either Amy Grant or the Eagles. right? <laughs> basically the same two bands. But whatever it was, Amy Grant, I, I was thinking about her because she had this famous quote where there's another Christian uh, named Rich Mullins. And Rich, she covered a Rich Mullins song called Sing Your Praise to the Lord. You, you would probably hate it, but whatever. It's a great song. But Rich Mullins, she used to say, she covered that song and she said, You could play all the notes technically correctly, but she said, No one could play that song like Rich Mullins. You might hit the right notes on the piano, but she always said, there was something about the spirit of Rich Mullins that no one could play it like him. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. When I was in seminary, we had. Um, seminary is such a weird place. You lock up, you know, 100, however many guys for seven years and hope they come out as priests. And um, one of the things that happens every year, some of you know the story probably. But we have a Halloween party every year. And I, I'm just not into Halloween, never have been. Um, so I never really dressed up for Halloween, but certain guys got really into it. It was like a way for them to just kind of have a night off, blow off some steam. And so we had guys who put all these effort into the, uh, their costumes. So one year, for instance, we had these two guys who actually convinced the maintenance crew at the seminary to let them borrow their uniforms and their cart. And then the big part of the costume competition we have is also it's not just what you wear, it's how you act it out. And so they arranged to drive the cart into the room where the party was, but they missed and they hit the door jam. That was dramatic. We had guys one year who brought live chickens in as part of their costume. And I was just like, what, <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, But probably the the most creative costume I ever saw in seminary was uh, a guy dressed up uh, and he came in and it was just such a creative costume. He came up and he was dressed in Bishop's kind of outfit and it was all white and, uh, but he, his, his skin was white too. He He had painted his skin and he was the spirit of Vatican II. And if you don't know that, I'll explain what that means. Uh, But the spirit of Vatican II, what that meant, people would use that term to say, I know that the the Second Vatican Council might not say this, but its spirit says this. And so what he did is he had this costume and he had all these phrases from the Second Vatican Council that happened in the 60s that people tore out of context and they they misused. Um, and so the spirit of Vatican II became this kind of joke in the church that people use that phrase when they wanted to do whatever the heck they wanted to do, right? People, priests would walk down the aisle with like tambourines, and they'd be like, spirit of Vatican II, aren't you glad I don't do that? But here's what I want to use that for tonight. There's something true about that spirit of things. You and I are not called to be mechanical Christians. We've all met people like that. We're not called to be mechanistic Christians. We are called to be Christians who live by the Spirit of God. And this is what I want to challenge you to tonight. The New Testament is absolutely emphatic about this. The New Testament challenges us on almost every page, and what it wants to say to us is that to be a Christian does not mean that you believe in ten things. That's necessary, but it's insufficient. Being a Christian means that God's Spirit lives inside of you. Being a Christian means that God's Spirit lives inside of you. So, St. Paul, has, he talks about this everywhere. It's all over his writings. But one place that I just love is in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And Paul says this He says, You, you Corinthians, You are a letter from Christ, delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the human heart. The problem, the difference, right, in the old covenant, what was written on stone? Let's just, I can pick on you like my kids. What did God write on stone in the old covenant? Ten Commandments, right? And in the New Testament, he promised through the prophets, especially Ezekiel and Jeremiah, that the new covenant wouldn't be I've got to go look up a book. It's that God's law is written on my heart. That's the new covenant. Paul goes on one more line from this section. He says that God, and he's talking about himself, He says, God has qualified us, him and his his confreres, to be ministers of a new covenant. Not in a written code, but in the Spirit. For the written code kills, but the Spirit gives life. And there's a lot going on there. The, the Greek word Paul uses there is grandma. It doesn't really mean written code. It means it literally means just something that is written. And Paul says the problem with the old covenant was that it was something written. The new covenant that God has brought means that it is in, it's enfleshed. And so my own life as a Christian, right, I know know all these things. I've studied all these things. My house is filled with books, and I think that's actually important. But it's not what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian means that my life, there's a spirit that dwells inside of me, and that spirit is the spirit of God. so important. And brothers and sisters, I've got great news for you tonight. The reason I'm talking about all this is because of our first reading. I'm sorry, from our gospel. Our gospel tonight. And the good news there is that it's already happened in your life. In our our gospel tonight, John chapter 1, John the Baptist is testifying to Christ. John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend as a dove from heaven and remain on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, the one on whom you send, the, see the Spirit descend and remain, and this is the key, the one where the Holy Spirit falls on this person, this is he who baptizes With the Holy Spirit. Christianity is really hard. It's really difficult. And one of the problems that happens is that you and I sometimes think we can just do it on our own. You can't. You can't do it. The only way that you can live out God's commandments, brothers and sisters, is if God's Spirit lives and breathes inside of you. You have to have that. And the good news is that it happened already. It happened the day you were baptized. The day you were baptized, the Holy Spirit, just like at Jesus' baptism, the day you were baptized, the Holy Spirit fell on you and there is a spirit of God that dwells in you if you choose to live in obedience to him. That's incredible. So, so simply, tonight, I want to just invite you to that. If you want to live a truly Christian life, God wants that for you more than anything. He doesn't want you to have to struggle day in and day out. I know I should do this, but Lord, I just don't seem strong enough to live up to it. The real way to be a Christian is not to understand all the teachings. I do encourage you to that. You need to learn it. But more importantly is when God's Spirit is alive in you, you have joy and peace and love and patience and kindness. And your heart will be able to fulfill the law of God. When you go home tonight, I want to encourage you. And maybe just tonight, during Mass, maybe after Mass, make that prayer. Right, Lord, I don't, I don't seem, I know what's right. Right? I, I know the good things that I should be doing. I know the life I should lead. And I just can't seem to do it I know what the 10 commandments say I know what your law is and I know that it's good but Jesus I just I just can't do it Jesus I need your spirit I need that spirit renewed in me. I know you gave it to me, you gave gave him to me the day I was baptized and when I was confirmed. Jesus, will you pour that spirit out more deeply in my soul, in my heart? Lord, that I wouldn't just know what your law says, but that that law would be enfleshed in my heart and that I might fulfill your law with joy. Jesus, bless us all tonight. Bless every person here. Lord, may we be Christians not just in name, but in power and in spirit. May the Holy Spirit that each of us has through our baptism, Lord, may he make us true Christians.